Emerging from hibernation in the strange wilderness, Jack and Josh are about to learn why you don't mess with the Zohan. This is Truly Happily Madison. Oh, hi. How's it going? We weren't here last week. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. We should have probably announced that on our episode, and yet we didn't. No, well, we never will. We'll never learn. It's fine. How how was your holiday? Uh, It was fine. You know, I I stayed in sunny Fulham. Ah, uh, The English Riviera. That's what they call it. Mm. Well, what did I do? I, uh, I ate a steak sandwich. <laughs> nice. With mustard? Mustard onions. Mustard onions. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they sound wonderful. It was a nice... It was a, a, apologies to all vegetarian listeners. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I had some, some fizzy bubblick. Um, oh, you've had some fizzy bubblek. You've got red. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing. Um, you know, just uh, just living living the dreams that uh, we all should live. How about you? How are you? How are you, Josh? <sighs> yeah, do you have I'm a good. crime report to put out? <laughs> a crime report. Oh yeah, I do have a crime report. Some hooligan, some young ruffian, a rapscallion stole. My bike's handlebars on Saturday. Um, up Which is around like two Chris weeks ago when you were listening to Yeah, this. true. <laughs> a week and a half ago. So if you have any information from around Clissold Park on Saturday, the uh, 6th of March, around 3pm, please come forward. Uh, other than that, I had a really good time. Uh, not necessarily this weekend, just gone but the one before because it got to sunday morning and i realized i don't have to watch a fucking adam sandler film so i just watched four really good films that all instantly got five stars and now i can't tell if it's because you, watched, they were you don't mess with the zohan five times <laughs> oh i wish what did i watch i watched paper moon which oh, i've never seen before yeah. it's five stars bogdanovich bogdy bogdovich watch that I watched Training Day. I oh watched... yeah, Fuqua. Yeah, I d- I had no idea what his other filmography was until I looked it up. <laughs> that, that is a that is a fucking swerve. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, oh, look forward to truly happily Fuqua coming. Fuck yeah, fuck fuck yeah. Fuck, uh, fuck I watched uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, well, um, Hella. Yeah, yeah. Director. Oh yeah, Helen. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then there was I one love Marielle Heller. I think she's a fantastic director. Yeah, I thought it was a really fun, inventive way of telling a sort of vague biopic in a way that um, what's that film about David Foster Wallace? Oh, the end of the tour. 
yeah in a way that that film didn't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? i haven't seen that film but i actually want to see that film like it's good it's solid but you know it doesn't have the nice little at least from what i remember it doesn't have the nice little flourishes that a beautiful day in the neighborhood has yeah beautiful day in the neighborhood was uh was a real delight. it's it's interesting i've spoken to a few people about that film who have said they don't like it because hanks plays it too creepy I don't take him as creepy at all. I know, I find it very interesting. And I mean, like, I'm assuming you and I both didn't grow up with Mr. Rogers because it no. wasn't a thing in the UK. No. no idea who he is. So I don't think it's the excuse that, oh, I don't know who Mr. Rogers is. I just didn't find him creepy. Like, I've had two separate people say, like, no, I didn't like that movie at all. He's very creepy. And I was kept waiting for him to, like, turn. I mean, I did all the way through. I was like, when is he going to crack? But it wasn't so much he's going to be creepy. It was more like he must be like a ball of rage. He's like not, waiting I to explode. He just puts his hands down on the piano. Yeah, I mean, that was a really nice moment. I like that at the end. He's a, like, I think that's a really interesting film. But a really, I think it's a really wonderful performance from Hanks. Yeah, it's great. Love that he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Because that's such a, it is a supporting role. He's yeah. not the lead of that movie. No. Um, no, I thought it was really good. It's a good movie. And the final one I watched was Willy's Wonderland, which... I don't know who directed that one. No, <laughs> no one does. I don't think it has one, but I fucking loved it. It's incredible. I went out, I bought the t-shirt. Oddly enough, this week as well, I, I recorded my episode for Cage Rage. Oh, fuck, yeah, of course. Um, uh, where I speak about kick-ass but yeah. I'm not sure that episode is out yet, but you'll you'll be able to hear it at some point. Yeah, head over there, Cage Rage, listen he's to just, he's one half of us. Willie's Wonderland. You, I did mention you on the podcast. <laughs> I did mention your jealousy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, listeners, the first thing I said when I found out was like, oh, you didn't want to invite me. Is that he says, true? He says Pay the Ghost is still available. Oh, I can't. I don't have the strength. Oh, no, I could. We'll see. Maybe find me there talking about Pay the Ghost. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But what are we talking about this week, Jack? We're talking about a film that's better than Pay the Ghost, that's better than Kick-Ass, that's better than Willy's Wonderland, <laughs> that's better than Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Yeah? Cause What's talking, that film? We're talking about... <laughs> You don't mess with the Zohan. You don't mess with the Zohan. The Zohan. The Zohan. The Zohan. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited? Yeah, I suppose. A week off. <clears throat> Back with a big one. Yeah. No, it is. That's the thing. That It was quite nice coming back to a proper blockbuster Sandler film rather than like some piece of shit, you know? It's the seventh highest grossing Happy Madison movie. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I'm actually amazed at how much money this made. I'm excited for you to tell us. I will in a bit. But oh. Josh, do you have an IMDb synopsis? Oh, I do. Harboring an ardent desire to be the best in the cutthroat world of hairdressers, the Mossad's finest agent, Zohan, seizes the opportunity to call it quits by faking his death after a fierce battle with his arch-nemesis, Phantom. 
In high hopes of making his dream come true in New York, the ambitious Zohan lands a job in the stylish hair salon of the beautiful Palestinian Dahlia, and things seem to work as planned. Until a man from the past blows his cover. Now, the Zohan must fight tooth and nail to keep his new lifestyle, and in the meantime, try to win the heart of his boss. Can Zohan's dazzlingly... Can Zohan's dazzling hairstyling techniques save the world? Written by Nick Reganus. Nick Swardson. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's written by Nick Swardson. It's written by Nick Swardson, yes. Um, that doesn't uh, happen in the movie. There's not Someone from his past doesn't reveal who he is. Yes, he does. No, it doesn't. He but, reveals who he is. The fuck are you talking about? What? Zohan reveals who he is. What? What are you? What? You said you said in that plot that yeah. someone from his past reveals who he is until a man from the past blows his cover. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen. Well, he recognizes him and then, but telephones... he doesn't blow his cover. Wait. Zohan t- tells people his cover. It depends. No, it doesn't. There's two scenes where Zohan comes clean with people. No, no, no. I know, I know that, but. It depends what you... Um, maybe blows his cover is a bad phrase and what it should actually be is, like, unearths him. Because it doesn't matter that he blows his cover to his, like, pals. It only really matters that people from Israel, from the Israeli-Palestinian conflict find out who but he is. It doesn't even matter then. I mean, it does, because then they try and come and kill him. No, they don't. Uh, the only person he tries to come and kill him is 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 Phantom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I would argue that Phantom is the one who kind of blows his cover because because, because Phantom finds out that he's there, and it's only because Phantom comes that Zohan reveals his cover. I think. I mean, the... he, Zohan does not deal with. Is this like, the argument you were talking Zohan about that we were going to have at some point? Zohan does not deal with uh, the guys from Four Lions. No. Well, no. But did you? They did you, tell did, did you? Did you think about Four Lions when watching this movie? I did a little bit, yes. But they, <laughs> yeah. But they tell they tell Phantom that he's here, and therefore instigating the whole third act. So they, he does blow his cover. If you're looking at, well, I guess I would say Boris cover means that everybody now knows that Zohan is Zohan. Um, I would say that you're right. Okay, I'd say like at the end of um at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. Spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. J.K. Simmons comes on the TV screen and he's like, "Spider-Man is Peter Parker." Yeah, that's blowing his cover. I would argue that his cover was already blown in Spider-Man Homecoming when it is revealed to his fr- his pal. No. <laughs> it depends right. We're getting into we're getting into real philosophical territory about what a cover is about what this about one what person cov- on IMDb yeah wrote. I don't want to be here uh, have some plot keywords hairstylist Palestinian funny Arab Arab-Israeli conflict and super strength taglines he'll make you silky smooth 
He's he's got another tagline. Uh, what? Uh, you don't mess with the Zohan. Well, that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the other the one? Other tagline is the... lava rinse save the world. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, no, that's better. <laughs> it's better. Okay, give me some stats, Jack, about this film, about someone not having their cover blown at any point. <laughs> so this is You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Yeah. It's directed by Dennis Dugan. The Number Dugo. two in his Happy Madison run. Coming fresh off, um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, reteaming straight away with The Sandman. Brilliant. Stars Adam Sandler. Fuck yeah. John Turturro. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um... Sloan from Entourage, Emmanuel Shariki. Yeah. Nick Swartzen. Yay. Lainey Kazan. Yeah. And Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's in there too. People this was released on the on the sixth of June two thousand eight. That's nearly my birthday. Made for a budget of ninety million dollars. Well, okay. Well, there's a lot of CGI in here. There's a lot of wire work. I can see but it. But it's also, like, purposefully bad-looking CGI in wire work, isn't it? Uh, well, I can't see the wires. This I can't is see the wires. This is the highest budget for a Happy Madison film. Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, so it makes every- sense. Would you say this movie looks like it cost more than... Uh, Little Nicky. Yes. Okay. Because it's in full HD. <laughs> you uh, have an interesting way of <laughs> deciding how much things cost. Yeah, if it looks HD, then I'm like. Do you I'm think like, this was shot like... on film? <laughs> no. I think it probably was because it was think... before everything was shot on digital. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it doesn't look like it was shot on digital. Um, Couldn't possibly say. I think it looks expensive. There's lo- they have lots of contortionists think- that they had to pay. <laughs> I feel like they paid one, and then the others are like trick shots. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, whatever. They still had to do that. Trick anyway, shots. Are expensive. I don't know. Ninety million dollars sounds like an awful lot for this movie. Yeah, no. It, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, the uh, music as well. So much music. There is a lot of music in this Great movie. soundtrack. Best soundtrack we've had so far, in my opinion. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> I have a lot of positive things to say about this movie, Josh. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't <laughs> um, not have positive things. At the domestic box office, this made $100 million. So, so just great. only 10 more than its... Uh, US, well, it's, uh, it's budget. Yeah. But add to that the extra 104 million it made Ooh. overseas. 204 million. For, for a comedy to make 100 million overseas in 2008, that ridiculous. Is, that is big. <laughs> Can I posit a theory as to where most of that money came from? <laughs> is it Palestine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> not palestine it's near mm. Mm. i don't i don't know my geography very no well. no it's sort of on top of palestine ah russia yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that one i can oh, tell you I, I, I can tell you where this made 
the bulk of its overseas budget. Oh yeah, go on. Um, <laughs> it's a good answer. It's it's not an answer I would have expected. Oh what? Okay, <laughs> where? Germany. 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 It made Germany. Germany made seventeen million dollars in Germany. Wow. Well, to be honest, I think at the time Germany was. I only know this because I was looking up for a pub quiz, but uh, I think at the time Germany was undergoing the largest population growth of Jewish people in the world. <laughs> so, could be to do with that. Oddly enough, I don't have. Um... Oh, this this film made two two million in Israel. Oh, okay. How do you feel about that? I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. Okay, I no, Germany. I have no budget for Palestine. <laughs> I don't think it's going to do very well there, man. <laughs> um, so this opened at number two behind Kung Fu Panda. Ooh. But it was ahead of uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in its third week. Thank God. Sex and the City 2 in its second week. Fuck yeah. Wait, which one do you think is more offensive? I mean, no, wait, no, so not Sex and the City 2, Sex and the City 1. I was going to say, actually, yeah, Sex and yeah. the City 1, because that was like, this is, what, 2008? I, I saw I got, it in New Orleans. I got confused by my number two <laughs> being yes. in its second week. Yes, 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 I see. And then at number five, you had The Strangers in its second week. And way down at number 14, you had My Beloved Speed Racer. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. Oh. <laughs> uh. One day it will... Well, no, not anymore because of Emile Hirsch. Yeah. So it had its time in the sun. It didn't even get that. It had its time in the shade. It's still incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It has a Rotten Tomato score of 37%. Deserved. I'd go higher. How much higher, Jack? I'd say I'd give it a 50. Yeah, to be honest, I think I gave it a 50, if we're going on that. Like, 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 I, uh, like I, I'd give it more personally, but I could see, like, I feel like critical receptions to this could be around a 50. I'd be comfortable with 50. I think 37 is low. I don't think this movie is perfect. I want to get this out there. <laughs> I don't, don't want people saying perfect. saying Jack Gregson thinks you don't mess with the Zohan is a perfect film. <laughs> don't. Well, I'm going to spread that round. That's it's how I'm going to tweet about it's this a... episode that Jack has finally given a perfect hundo out of a hundo, a hundo it's... of one out of a hundo, and it's for <laughs> you don't mess with the Zohess. It's a lie. <laughs> Yeah, but people will have to get to, what, 18 minutes through the episode before they find out it's a lie. Other comedies from 2008, we've talked about this already, but you had your semi-pros, your Get Smarts, your stepbrothers, your Forgetting Sarah Marshalls, your Drillbit Taylors. (laughs) I know you're a big Drillbit fan. Love Drillbits, love Taylors. Fuck. Of course, there's a there's a bit of a connection here between Drillbit Taylor and Forgetting Sarah Marshall and stepbrothers and Pineapple Express. Because this is the first appearance we have uh, from a credit from Judd Apatow. Ooh. Yeah. What, in you... Zohan? Yeah. Well, all right. Judd Apatow is a credited co-writer on this film. Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> so, according to my research, he worked on Sandler Smigel, Robert Smigel, who's the other co- credited co-writer on yeah. the film. Uh, wrote they wrote the first draft in 2000, and Apatow left the project after the first draft to go work on Undeclared. So um, Apatow hadn't worked on this for about eight years. Right, I see. But he is through the WGA credited screenwriter on the film that's quite amazing to have done something eight years ago and then i assume get a paycheck yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe quite fun yeah I, well i mean I, part of me does wonder if his name is on there because apatel fever was at all-time high at this yeah point. true like this is a year post the year knocked up and super bad where Avatar just had his name on everything just print money baby so did they lead with it exactly on the poster no no i don't think uh his name but it's just like something you can be like oh yeah john apatow co-wrote you don't mess with the zohan and yeah (laughs) yeah don't think too much about it he did (laughs) oh that's Um, exciting yeah that's a that's a little bit of something for you Apparently they wrote it in 2000 and then the movie was delayed after the events of 9-11. Was it? (laughs) Can't possibly see why that would have happened. So strange how many of these films are affected by 9-11. The world, man. The world Yeah, the whole world was affected by it. Like 24, the classic 24 thing that before 9-11, Jack Bauer was meant to be like quite anti-government. And then... 9-11 9-11 happened and they retooled I'm, the entire first season. I've never watched 25. Me not! No, beep. So. Beep. Beep. I've seen beep, that Simpsons episode. Beep. Yeah, it's, it's basically like that. 24 minutes. Yeah, it's basically that, but over <laughs> a long time. I watched the first season in two days and I worked out a system You're which You're supposed was... to watch it in one day. No, I know, but I couldn't. Also, the episodes are 45 minutes long, so it doesn't really work. So you and watch you three take episodes. Shit in between yeah, them. Could, what, each time. Yeah, like Jack. <laughs> That's a does. lot of shits. <laughs> you'd be really. You'd be so cleansed. You'd be so, like, deflated, like a sad condom on the side of a railway siding. You know? Uh, I do. I know exactly <laughs> you what watch, you mean. You watch three episodes before lunch, you watch six episodes between lunch and dinner, and you watch three episodes after dinner, and that's how you do 12 episodes a day, listeners, of 24. Try it next time. Next time you need to watch the Goldbergs. <laughs> Don't do that. Anyway. Oh, Gosh, this had, had you seen that. this film? No, I hadn't. I've seen the trailer lots, because I remembered... A lot of bits of it, like the bit where he's kicking the guy and he's like, he takes his shoe off and he goes, smell it, smell it, take it. And then yeah. he kicks someone. Like that bit's big. I believe that, that is parodied in the motion picture disaster movie. Oh, fuck off. Because okay. <laughs> they just would see the trailers for films and put stuff <laughs> Just be like, there we go. Uh, but that was basically it. How about you? Yeah, I've seen this film a few times. A few times? Yeah. Is it the film out of the ones that we've done so far that you've seen the most? Um, I don't think that's true. Okay. No. I've seen, I like, I think I'd seen this twice before. 
Whereas you'd seen Dickie Roberts. I'd seen anger management a lot. Right, okay. And um Grandma's Boy (laughs) Strange Wilderness, The Bench Warmers. I'd seen Little Nicky a few times. Rain Over Uh, Me, used to watch once a night, I remember you saying. (laughs) Once a night. Yeah. Before bedtime. Yeah, you'd end up screaming Colossus. I did tweet the, night, the other day time. that I watched um, Manchester by the Sea before bed every I night. D- I did see that, yes. And, uh, <laughs> it was a good tweet. Yeah, it was a good tweet. Did I, I like, like it? I can't remember. I but... really might have done. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd seen this before. And I sort of... It's funny. The further away I get from it, yeah. the more I like it. Mm. Now I finished watching this rewatch today. Oh, okay. And so I, I told you this off mic. Um, this is the funniest film we've covered. It is, Josh. Well, it's not for me, but, no, but it is though. Um, like categorically. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, no. Not for not for me, buddy. But for you, for you, it's the funniest one. No, I mean it's got it's got moments. I'm not going to take that away. But it also has a lot of shit. <laughs> well, that's it. The thing is, I so yeah, I I I laugh pretty consistently throughout the first hour and twenty minutes of this movie. Mm. It is a just shy of two hour movie. Yeah, an hour 52 or something? Yeah. Um, it's too long. There's yeah. a hell of a lot of plot in this movie. Not too dissimilar <laughs> from I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Yeah, like, true. A film that just has too much plot. At least, but at least this one is actually funny. There's so many sort of like plot strands going on. Mm. When really the funniest stuff in it is just boil it down to former Israeli soldier wants to be a hairdresser mm. that is that's your bread and butter that's yeah that's your gold it's your that's... babe pig in the city exactly and mm. when you get into stuff like um the uh the evil uh mall developer and all this yeah. kind of stuff. I love them in their sort of RoboCop skyscraper planning it's awful so things. so strange that that's just like one scene in the movie. <laughs> I know. I know. He's I mean, like the like, main we've got antagonist. We've got to spend this $90 million. He is not the main antagonist. Do you not think? No. Who do you think the main antagonist is? Phantom. No. He's not. <laughs> He's the main threat throughout most of the movie. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. What about Salim? Who's that? Rob Schneider. Oh, he's an antagonist, but of a different sort. (laughs) He's not the main antagonist. The main antagonist is the property developer. Yeah. I I really hate the guy playing the property developer because again I I just feel like why isn't this a role given to like a comedian or someone? A proper actor. Yeah. I don't know who Michael Buffer is. He's an MC. Oh my god, he's the um are you ready to rumble guy? What? Let's get ready to rumble. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of weird casting in this then. (laughs) This is a really strangely cast. Yeah. Oh, good god. Okay. That makes sense as to why he was just like such a charisma vacuum. 
<laughs> like the bit where his his girlfriend or wife's tits explode and he's just like, no, they were perfect and it's awful. I mean, yeah. obviously that scenario is awful and then also delivery, extra awful. So it's double awful, awful stacked. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, his main joke is that he keeps referring to that he has a very attractive girlfriend. It's, it's a good joke. It's a good it's running not, joke. It's the not funniest film you've ever seen, Jack. It is the funniest film we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. is a bad joke within the funniest film we've yeah, ever okay. seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't... We've talked a lot about films where I just find Adam Sandler very unlikable in them. Mm-hmm. I do not find him unlikable in this film. No, he is good. He is this, good at this. When I said Rain Over Me is the worst performance he's he's given in, a, in one of our movies so far, this might be the best performance he's given in one of our movies so far. Mm. Yes, I would actually agree. He's, like, I want to see him play more zany characters like this. Yeah, he doesn't have to do any... Like the bits I've always pulled him up on in the really shit performances we've we've seen, like uh, Little Nicky, even anger management to some extent. He and and Click, obviously, but he kind of when he's trying to be normal, he doesn't know what to do with his eyes, and so he just looks like he's a he's a glass doll. Like his eyes are lifeless, his face is limp. In this. There's never any moment of that, but I can't tell if it's because he's acting properly or if his hair just, like, <laughs> magnetises the eyes away from his cold, dead eyes, you know? I wonder if he's just been working on this character since, like, 2000 and has just... Yeah, could be that. S- just completely is Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, right? <laughs> AU, what if Adam Sandler was a Mossad agent who was like, I can't be killing Palestinian children anymore. I need to go to America and be a stand-up comedian. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's more likely that it's Robert Smigel. Oh, yeah, it could be. Robert Smigel, who does appear in the movie. As who? He works in the um, electronics store. Oh, in going out of business. Yeah. Goob. <laughs> my favourite. Um, what's the face? Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> you know? I thought you were talking about Sloan from Entourage. No. For people who don't know Robert Smigel, he was a sort of well-regarded Saturday Night Live writer and was also behind uh, Triumph the Insult comic dog, if people remember that. No. Oh. Is that like... He- Ahmed the terrorist. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because Triumph was funny. Triumph was like a really <laughs> shitty puppet with like, like um, Ahmed the terrorist. No, like like even worse. <laughs> and oh, it had okay. like a little like uh, it was like a little um, Rottweiler dog puppet, <laughs> and it had like a cigar in his mouth, and it would just talk like these. <laughs> and it oh, was. It good. sounds like Adam Buxton doing the dog. Yeah, it's it's kind of... Oh, I know this dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that boy. (laughs) Triumph was funny, and he was on Conan O'Brien. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's that one. Is he the one who wanted to be a hand model? 
Yes. Yeah, I get you. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad he made good. Michael, like, yeah, he's he pops up every now and then. I think, like, he's respected within the comedy world. Mm. And he, like, I think he rewrote, like, uncredited, like, rights on um, Little Nicky and stuff like that. Mm. But this I is the first time. I brag about that. And this is the first time he was credited, and he was an executive producer on the movie. So he got to, like, hang around and properly contribute to the movie. Yeah. Which, you know, might attribute for why I think it's the funniest movie of all time. <laughs> Oh, he's going to return as a co-writer. That's exciting. And what? The week of. As I think he directs the week of as well. He does also direct it. Yes. I've not seen it. I'm kind of that. That's one of the things that has me intrigued. Well, just his involvement. Also, because that reunites um, Adam Sandler with again a very funny co-star of his in this, Chris Rock. Sorry, did you think Chris Rock was funny in this? I did. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, as soon as he turned up, I just got flashbacks to when we went to see um, Trading Places. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I don't think this film is very... um, I don't think it's woke. I don't think it's a woke film. No. No, I would agree. (laughs) I don't think, like, there is a lot of um, positive imagery in this film. No. But somehow it does get to me that like that it makes me laugh. The stupid voice makes me laugh. Yeah, I have like like some Zohan quotes that I laughed at. Oh yeah, no. Oh, this is good. Yeah, tell me what you laughed at. My first laugh was at him playing tug of war with a bull. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I liked all the stuff of like the opening montage of just. Zohan being Zohan. Yeah. I really enjoy like how super powered he is. Oh yeah, no, that is good. Um I mean well, I, I laughed in that section, but my laugh was the bit where he's walking I think it's literally the first shot. He's walking towards the camera and there's loads of people around him cheering. And then he stops and he doesn't look happy, he doesn't look sad, he just has no expression on his face. He just starts like gyrating his hips and everyone's like, Woo <laughs> That got me. He's, he's disco. Yeah. I just thought that was very good. I've written down that I laughed at um, his dad scooping up hummus with his glasses. We shared a laugh! <laughs> I loved that bit. It was very good. A lot of the hummus jokes made me laugh at this. Yeah. The bit where the guy describes hummus as being a tasty thing with the consistency of it's diarrhea. A, I wrote that down. It's a very tasty diarrhea-like substance. Yeah, it's good. I didn't like that line. I really liked that line. Okay. The pelican holding a bag under the water was really funny. Yeah. I laughed at when he described himself as half Australian, half Mount Everest. Yeah. Uh, I laughed when he did an armless push-up. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, Dahlia asks him if they can have a private conversation, he goes, fine, they'll never get it out of me. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, most of the times when he says fizzy bublik, I, I laugh. Okay. <laughs> when the when Rob Schneider's friend goes in to like kind of interrogate him to get a haircut, and his oh, yeah. friend is like trying to get it, uh, because Rob Schneider threw a shoe at him in a flashback. His friend is like, "It's not like I have a shoe to throw." Like just tr- dropping. Oh yeah, very trying odd to drop hints. the hint. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't have time for a goat to fetch soap. Again, made me laugh. Also, the whole <laughs> the joke about the the goat fetching soup made me. I quite liked the guy who played Rob Schneider's friend. I thought he had quite he was, good. Comic he was time. very good and endearing. 
I would agree. I, like apart from Rob Schneider, I liked those kind of characters. That there was that sort of Four Lions vibe to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sort of just. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed all of that. Um, do I have anything else? For- oh, um, <laughs> I liked uh, when at the end when Phantom shows up and uh, he screams when he sees Zohan, and then the, the whole debate over whether there was a bee or not. <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I laughed at that bit as well, but it's just because really I really fun. enjoy screaming. I just also just like Mariah Carey just being like, I'm allergic to bees, I cannot be a bee in this room. I'm just, just so hard, just calmly saying, there is no bee. There is no bee. He is just pretending. Uh, all right. And then my final laugh was um, uh, Sloane from Entourage yelling, he has a bomb and puppies. <laughs> because yeah. the movie had sort of reached its sort of its pinnacle uh, insanity oh i also thought that the, the the joke about uh john McEnroe being booed because he was as bad as a terrorist was was funny as well yeah i mean i have questions about that scene because <laughs> kevin kevin james exists as a celebrity inside the world of an adam sandler film and i don't yeah. like that so does henry winkler God, that no, but he's not playing Henry Winkler, is he? He is. Oh, what? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Okay. Well then, all right. There's multiple questions. Do you want to hear my laughs? I think you'll be able to guess what mine were. I probably laughed at them and didn't write them down. So first off, the hip dance. Yes, yeah, good. Second, when uh, Adam Sandler's in the briefing room, and they're talking about Phantom, and they're like, oh, we gave him back, and he kicks the guy <laughs> forward into a computer, <laughs> which then explodes. I also like the weird reverse psychology in that scene, where he's like, oh, yeah, I know what you're doing, you're going to want me to go get them. No, we were never considering this. Oh, you're never considering... Like, all that back and forth. Yeah. Great, that was, yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Another laugh, when Zohan drop kicks the guy through the wall you laughed a lot more at, like the at the violence and you know that I, I like if this you podcast do, has do. showed me anything it's that i really love comedy violence and i don't give a shit about jokes are you are you gonna are you gonna rent tom and jerry when it comes over here yeah definitely <laughs> definitely because that's what that i want colin just humor uh, i don't know who that is but yeah we'll see <laughs> another laugh when he he fucks nick swardson's mum and then comes out and then pees into a cat's litter tray and pisses onto a cat. <laughs> That's true. I also liked the moment where he squeezes hummus onto the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a bit where Adam Sandler is going around trying different hair salons and he ends up in a children's hair salon. And then there's one kid who won't sit still. And then <laughs> he says something along scene. the lines of, you've got to stay still because she's holding very sharp scissors and you don't want to know what a scissor can do to a child's jugular there's blood everywhere so he's i don't just... think he said child's jugular i think he just says, he just says jugular. Is, he says he says there is no way to stitch up a jugular you'll bleed out in four yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah i just enjoyed that enjoyed and in fact that yeah, joke yeah. that joke extends to when he then puts the child to sleep and he then smacks <laughs> his head onto the small car and all the other kids start screaming very good stuff when John Turturro as Phantom is getting ready to fight um, Zohan, <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I think I have this written down. Um, and he he goes to his fridge after after having <laughs> lots of that. sex, 
and then he cracks some eggs into a glass like Rocky, but instead of eggs, live chicks come out, which he then drinks down. I just thought that was very, very good. He, like, literally just drinks those chickens. Drinks the chicks. Good shit. <laughs> and then finally, yeah, JT scream. I mean, John Turturro screaming, just because I love screaming. So not as many laughs as you, but I think you can agree, and all of you can agree, listeners, there's a very specific reason why I laugh at all of them, because they are violent or unhinged. Well, I just find funny voices very funny. I can see that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think the mix of the fact that I found Zohan to be quite endearing and just yeah i just really enjoyed the silliness of all this josh like like can we, can we just go back to the fact that this film is called you don't mess with the zohan what insane title for a film <laughs> it's a good title though isn't it it's mad <laughs> yeah but what else Imagine would you call this like, what would you call this zohan <laughs> no <laughs> drop the you don't mess with the just zohan <laughs> it's just because like 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 is, who is the Zohan? We didn't know this before 2008. He's the Zohan. <laughs> you know? Maybe we're all the Zohan, buddy. I also don't think I've ever seen a film, like even like a serious film, give as much sort of talk on the Israeli-Palestinian debate. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure it adds to it. No, I don't, I don't think it really does anything for that, man. It brings it to a wider table. I suppose it does, but only uh, in. Terms... I tell you, when I was eighteen, I didn't know shit about Israel and Palestine. No. Watch this movie. <laughs> Fucking blew your mind. Didn't Expert. You? Yeah, <laughs> you were suddenly like, yes, Israel. Anyway, I like. Uh... I, I I also did like the jokes at the end about like um, everybody hates us. Yeah, well, everybody hates us too. Why? Because they think we're you. Well, that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. All the way through, Arabs are the butt of the joke. Even in moments like that, all the yeah. way through, Arabs are the underdogs. Throughout apparently, apparently, uh, this film uh, was not uh, was not enthusiastically received by Arabs. I would, I would think not, buddy. <laughs> Especially when there are bits where Adam Sandler is running through areas that context clues might have been shelled by Israel recently, and he's winning over kids by turning the rocks that they throw at him into, like, balloon animals. And then they're suddenly like, yay! (laughs) Well, I mean, it also comes out, like, you have Adam Sandler, who is Jewish, playing an Israeli character. You have Rob Schneider, who is shit, playing, <laughs> playing an Arab, playing character. Arab character. Yeah. Uh, it is very strange. Like I was watching this film, and I was like, what is it that I really love about Adam Sandler in this movie and absolutely hate about Schneider in this movie? And it's, you know... And then partner Schneider with those two other guys, and I quite enjoy those scenes. Yeah, but it's it's like that one scene in Click where you've got him as Prince Shabibu, and he's acting alongside people who are are the actual nationality Mm. that he's... 
But they, those guys aren't actually characters, the people he's acting against. No, but still! At least these guys kind of have things to do. They have jokes of their own. They do. I don't know which is worse, like, just to use them for props in order to facilitate Rob Schneider's racism, or to act like everything is fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm like, like, both are terrible. But I will <laughs> say, at least, like, it gave these guys, again, a platform Yeah, to, I'm not sure if they've gone on and used that platform or one that used <laughs> or that platform has led to them getting anything else. No. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, there are a lot of things essentially wrong with this. Though I, I do wonder if, like, this movie kind of gets by in a way like Borat gets by. Because I do think this movie is released as a result of Borat two years later yeah but like the... I mean, I mean Borat obviously is a lot smarter Borat is smarter and the whole thing about Borat as Sasha Baron Cohen who possibly makes an appearance in this film I'm not sure Sasha no, Baron Cohen does he not no <laughs> I thought he was the picture of the Avalon hair <laughs> I don't think that's it could be look it up I've not we'll seen see. anything that says he's in this movie well you never know Anyway, like, Borat, the whole thing was, like, he played an outrageous, unknowable stereotype to expose yes. people, you know. But this isn't exposing anything. No one's racism no. is getting is getting challenged in this. It's only getting confirmed. I mean, do you feel more comfortable that Adam Sandler is sort of of the Jewish faith that he can play this role? Or... Um, yeah. Because it's kind of like Henry Cavill is an American and yet he can play the American Superman, you know? Well, let's get a real hit. Superman is a Kryptonian, Josh. Yeah, I know, but he is a uh... symbol of America. <laughs> yeah, nobody's actually Kryptonian. I know that he's bloody Kryptonian. I know that he's from bloody Kryptonian. I know his name's Kal-El, really. But, you know... He he upholds the America. He is Mister America, you know. Just because he landed there. Yeah, no, I know. I've, read, we've I all read, know Red Sun. read Red Sun. We've read Red Sun, and it's wonderful. Read, don't know if you've read True Brit, Superman, True Brit. I haven't. That is that real? By John Cleese. <laughs> oh no. Okay, but you know what I mean. Like, it's a. He plays it's, Colin Kent. It's not a huge leap. For Adam Sandler to play a heightened Israeli character, whereas it is a huge leap for Rob Schneider to play. Also, the difference is I don't know. It's like I, you know, it's things like I I did feel uncomfortable with Chris Rock playing a Jamaican character. Yeah, I don't. You not? No, not really. I mean, I maybe there's I'm probably sure there's probably a reason I should, but I don't know, like. I see Chris Rock doing that, and I'm kind of like, I feel like Chris Rock knows what he can do. Yeah. yeah. I kind of trust him to know that. Yeah. Whereas Rob be. Schneider, I don't trust. No, I don't know. I, yeah, I can see that. Well, maybe that's just because, like, Chris Rock is good most of the time. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, he. I don't know. I found his joke funny about, like, he wanted to work for his brothers and sisters to come over here and then he was like, and then they all got slaughtered. Yeah, I, he... I don't know if I found that funny. <laughs> I don't really like, 
Like it was, it, I think I found the delivery funny more than the idea of it funny. It yeah. was just a very blunt delivery. No, the, the the delivery was good, but you know, I do. Listeners, I don't want you to think that I don't enjoy having fun, but you know, it's uh, it's just things. It's no, it's like... the punch down. It's the punch down thing. You know, it's like Chris Rock, a very rich American man, joking about how people are slaughtered in Jamaica. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it is the joke that people are slaughtered in Jamaica. I don't think that is the joke. Um, uh, It is in the joke, but I think the joke is just the bluntness of it. Yeah, but... I don't think he's joking like, isn't that funny? Yeah. I think it's the more joke of the sort of the harsh truth of this guy. Yeah, yeah. But the joke... But the joke is predicated on an idea of what Jamaica is, you know? Yes. But the joke only works by them commenting on how awful Jamaica is, you know? I think it's also a joke on how awful America is. Is it? Yes. This idea that, you know, he's come here to, like, you know, work hard to build up so he can get all his family over here. He's stuck as a cab driver... Which is, I think, a running joke throughout the film. Like this oh, idea that all that, the like, minorities are cab drivers. The or... cab drivers, or they're stuck in like electronic stores, or like, you know, they they don't, they can't even if they have skills or, you know, dreams, they can't advance from it. Yeah, no, that is true. I I I will say that this film does go deep on that kind of thing. I say deep. It <laughs> like it's it it get, it doesn't get to the deep end, but it's definitely out the shallow end of being like. All of these conflicts are manufactured by white wasp wealth. And I did enjoy yes. that. I did enjoy that. And that's Even why if I it think... was the white wasp wealth is represented by the let's get rid yeah, of the exactly. <laughs> But you know what? That's quite accurate. It is people like that. I just feel like you have Kevin Nealon there. You could just use him. Yeah. Yeah, true. He's in two scenes where he has no jokes. Well, it doesn't doesn't make a change. Lies. We <laughs> laughed at him in Grandma's Boy. Did I don't think I did. We both had the same laugh in Grandma's Boy. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was you, Dante. Him and yeah, yeah, but that you know who that joke was. Yeah, but it's I his delivery. Laughing. It was his delivery. No, for me it was Dante's reaction. Mm. Yeah, it's not to do. With, it's not to do with the delivery. It's to do with Dante's character being so stoned that he doesn't remember. I think Nealon's delivery is quite yeah. good at the moment. Yeah, I don't think he was very funny in the rest of the movie, but I feel like no. he plays that role fine, like that sort of rich white, oblivious white guy. Yeah, I can see that. Well, hell, again, like I say in most of these movies, just get Chris McDonald back. Yeah, no, fuck. He, yeah, that would have been incredible. <laughs> Did you see him and Sandler had like a conversation over Twitter during the anniversary of Happy Gilmore the other day? I heard that they yeah. said they wanted to do number two, but they said I green light. I haven't it's seen not real. I haven't seen Coming to America yet, but I can't imagine. Oh. No. I've heard it's very bad. I mean, it's like all of these fucking films that they keep bringing out now. Like, who is holding out hope for Ghostbusters Back from the Dead or whatever the fuck it's called? It's going to I be mean, I shit. I kind of held out hope for coming to America. Why? Because I liked Dolomite is my name. 
Mm. And it was the same director doing it. And I was like, oh, maybe Eddie's on a comeback. Maybe there is... is There is... Also, again, like, jokes like that, like that movie, have similar sort of vibes to the Chris Rock joke in this movie. Yeah, I think I remember trying to watch the original Coming to America after, maybe after Trading Places, sometime around then, and I found it unwatchable. Oh, I really like Coming to America. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm a terrible person. I don't know, man. No, you're not a terrible. So you person. don't know. You do think I'm no, no, that's your answer. I don't right think you're there. a terrible person. No, I think I. No, I like, think the I'm thing an is, yeah, I, I, Look, I no, I, I, I will admit, like, I, yes, there are things in this movie that I'm probably not incredibly proud that I laugh, <laughs> but I did laugh. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I laughed at the moment. I didn't write this down. I laughed at the moment where Phantom walks into uh, Mariah Carey's. Uh, dressing room and he just has a massive bone <laughs> the whole scene <laughs> yeah that made me laugh see that's good well is it good no, I don't no know. it's probably not no. good josh i <sighs> did not laugh at um mariah carey calling rob schneider a little horny man <laughs> did you not well no I, I think i just didn't really laugh at like rob schneider jumping up and down being like mariah i love you i love you yeah i mean that whole thing, it was just weird and anyway yeah. Yes, I mean this. So this film, yeah, it does trade in stereotypes, and it does completely. Yeah, it, it's it's this film wouldn't get made today in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, which is something I usually hate to say. Mm. I don't know. Like, there's there's something about this film where everything, like, I found incredibly offensive and unpleasant about. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I guess you could probably say is is here in this film. Yes. And yet... <laughs> and yet... I and can yet. watch this one yeah, and what's... not, like, not, like, hate myself for doing it. I mean, it's still got a lot of homophobia in there, as mentioned before. Um, not as much. No, obviously not as much, because, again, this whole... F- again, another film where, you know, the, like, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, the whole world is homophobia. Or the whole world is sexuality, rather. In this, the whole world is the Arab-Israeli conflict. <laughs> There's nothing else. Well, it's not even the whole world. It's just that one street that this is all set up. That is also crazy. Does that street exist? <laughs> I mean, I think that's the joke, isn't it? I know. In, yeah. But like, <laughs> There's I a street in New York that's one, one side, side is Israel, one side. <laughs> yeah. And I think that joke is kind of all right. Yeah. No, it's decent. Um, I don't... I don't. And I mean, like... like the homophobia in this, I mean, at least he is actually tolerant of the of another gay character in this movie. <laughs> like, just come out. Who the gay character? Are we talking about uh, Alec Mappa's character Claude, who works in the salon? Yes. Um, I don't. I think he is. It's very strongly implied. He's um, he's gay coded. Yes, he's gay coded, and he makes things like. When Scrappy Coco, which is Zohan's <laughs> alias. It's a good name. It is a good name. Uh, um, I can't believe we've gone this far and not mentioned Without saying Scrappy, Scrappy Coco. Coco. Uh, when he's like, oh, you know, the women, they'd love you. And he's like, oh, they're not really my thing. Yeah. I think it's weird. I also, I also, <laughs> I do enjoy the scene in which Sandler is talking about how big his bush is. 
but Claude thinks he's talking about how big his dick is. And yeah. He looks, and he's like, it's not that big. It's not the bush. Yeah. <laughs> as well as the scene in which um, Sadly goes to the doctor because he can't get an erection. And um, he's like, it's being strangled. It's, yeah. Good bush jokes. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah. One of my early notes was like, I really hate his penis bulge. And then I was quite pleasantly surprised later when it was like, oh, it's not to do with dick size. It's all to do it's with his bush. to do with his bush because it provides cush. Shouldn't. I like, I like the, I, I like how strange this movie is. This idea that this Mossad agent wants to become a hairdresser because he read a Paul Mitchell book in the eighties. Yeah. And, and when he becomes a hairdresser, his deal is that he bangs all the old ladies who he cuts the hair. Which is such a sort of strange premise for a film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I sort of just go along with that because I'm just like, this is, this is an inch away from like a Harmony Corinne movie. Yeah, it really is. Fuck, <laughs> or like a is. John Waters story. Or like, there's just some sort of like madness to it that I think I really have missed in these movies. Mm. No, I get you. I did. Yeah. If you if you take if you make Zohan not a Mossad agent, and you make him, I don't know. A, a guy of guy or like you know, a guy from like like uh, right okay he's a mobster not as funny do you not think no then you could like say it's say it's like chris from the sopranos is like i don't want to do this anymore tony because... i want to be a hair salon man and then he like fakes his own death and then turns up in not new york because that's too close because to where it's the not as funny are. because it's 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 a plot that someone could come up with. This is such a nutty plot that I feel like nobody yeah. Like, yeah. this is, like... And I think part of the joke comes from him being, like, this super Mossad agent. The fact that he can, like, kick people with both legs at the same time. <laughs> like Yeah, no, that's this guy, Like, a lot oh, of it, like, comes from, like, this the pure insanity. Like, it's, it's, it's Adam Sala's Austin Powers. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. Um, and I, yeah, I, it has got a lot of Austin Powersy jokes, most of which you've uh, mentioned. Yeah, and I think that's where this movie does what it is. And I get I, maybe it's the reason I don't find it so offensive. It's just because it's so silly that I can't take it serious. Yeah, yeah, I can well, see what you mean, but it the- doesn't have the same thing that I feel like I now pronounce Chuck and Larry has. Is like where we're gonna pick on all these people, but then it's a kind of okay because we're gonna make it right by the end, where it doesn't have the having its cake and eating it too thing. Do you, Do you not think? I don't think so. I think it's very much like all the way through, just a sort of silly comedy. Yeah, but it uh, it still has the it still has the moments that are taking the piss out of Arabs and then at the end it's kind of like oh you're all right I don't think it has it on the same level though it doesn't have like someone coming out and making this big speech about how we should like it's it's not all the way through it's it's it doesn't become as po-faced it doesn't become as sort of like it doesn't end like I feel like I now pronounce Chuck and Larry ends as if it's ended homophobia yeah, I know. Well, well, man, 
This film ends I don't like think it. this film. I don't think it does. Like, like I think it. I think it. I think does. the fact that it's so stupid the way it does it. I don't think it. It doesn't exist in a reality. No, I mean, I can. I can see what you're saying. It just. It feels. It feels more subtle the tr- the way it's trying to do it, but I think it still does it to an extent. I know what you mean. No one comes out. No one comes out and looks to camera and is like. I think gay people are people, even though I will still make jokes about them. This film is kind of like, hey, you're not too bad. I'm not too bad. We're both cool. But then also we're going through a period of the most Islamophobia, the like the modern world has ever seen. This is also a film that ends with like they, they come together by like screaming high pitched and breaking windows like there's no point in this movie where I'm like, this is yeah. making an actual argument. No, Because no. this film is so stupid that I can't take any of, like, that. It's... Yeah, I know what you mean, but again... again and like, at the end, like, not... it's a difference in, like, like uh, Four Lions, which I think is a fantastic film, by the way. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, uh, but, like, the difference there is that like, those those characters are very real, you know, and the comments, the the debates it makes are feel real yeah this is so far away from the actual conversation of like it involves that world it's but it is i never feel like it's actually commenting on it because it just is so it's a looney tunes cartoon yeah but i suppose the difference is right the difference that i've just thought of is that four lions I would say the prem like the characters of Four Lions are idiots foremost. Yes. Muslims second. Whereas the characters in You Don't Mess with the Zohan are Arab or Israeli first, and then whatever their character is second. Like all the comedy derives from the fact that they are Arab first and stereotypes about them being Arab. First. The one thing I think you've met, missed out from Four Lions is that they're also actual real characters. Yeah, no, what they have real lives. They feel like yeah, real yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. So I think... and I don't think I don't and 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 I you know I feel like films like uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Those two characters were supposed to be real people as much as they were awful, like. They f- yeah, they were again, characters that felt like they could exist within the real world. Yeah, but again, you're focusing on the main two characters, whereas I'm what I'm kind of focusing on with this is all the background, like because the the background characters are where the low level jokes come from, and like in I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, he, the two main characters are surrounded by characters who are gay or LGBT first, and then whatever else second you know i get that and the same with this film like all the people who live on the streets all the people in rob schneider's like rob schneider's entourage they are the jokes like the jokes that he's so upset because he was and he was a man living in the middle of a desert with a goat is just like i agree i agree like i've i I agree that like the rob schneider of it all is bad (laughs) but all the stuff around it as well and you know the making amends is is like is the goat happy 
yes, the goat is, you know? But again, that was so insane that I, like, yeah, I just, yeah. again, I did it gets but to the point where I'm just it's... like, I I understand what you're saying, Josh. Because like, I do it's get all based what... on, on real stereotypes, you know? I understand that, but I don't know. I just feel like there there is a point where you get into such sort of form of parody that you can't recognize anything real from it. Yeah, like maybe, but also no, I don't agree with you whatsoever. Because like they're not they're not fantasy Arabs, you know. This... I don't know. Like I'm watching this film and I don't recognize anything real about it. No, but. Like it, and I can't imagine fine. someone doing it. No, well, I can't imagine someone sitting down and being like, "This is, this is what it's really like." No, I get what you mean. I get what you mean, but it, you know, it's, it's kind of like the you know the Team America. It's it's not ridiculous. It's not an obvious satirical take on the war on terror. Or, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not an obvious satirical. <laughs> I feel like it is an obvious satirical take on the war on terror. What? Team America. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, obviously, Team America is a ridiculous like satirical take on the on like like the way that every country is seen around the world in Team America is seen through the eyes of America, and that is very, very obvious and written into the film. Whereas I don't think it's written into this film. I think this film takes those stereotypes and uses them for shorthand and it's not how or it is about it is how america sees them but that's not the point of it that's just like well this is how they are do you know what i mean whereas team america is like this is how you think it is because you're fucking dumb whereas zohan is not that zohan is like the world is how we see it can i ask though with yeah. your proposed alternate version of this movie would you think it's better to have the Italian-American stereotypes of the mobsters? Um, it depends if it's written by David Chase or not. If it's if it's mm. not... It's not written by David Chase, Josh. It's written <laughs> by Judd Apatow, Robert Smigel, and Adam Sandler. Um, uh, yeah, I probably would think it's better. Yeah. And not as big a deal because there isn't a fucking conflict that's killing a lot of people all the time for like what you don't think there's years. there's issues with the mafia you don't think yeah but they right the mafia, have fucking, <laughs> the mafia have fucking rules like they kill each other and i'm down with that that's fine but killing civilians is a very different thing i think you know i mean <laughs> this isn't really the time to go i think you know duels should be allowed i don't see what's wrong with that if two people enter a contract... I feel like I'm going to really have to heavily edit this episode. Why? You think Jules should be... <laughs> yeah, I do. I think Why I'm would... going to have to heavily edit what I've said as well. Why wouldn't you think duels should be allowed? I just don't think people should kill each other. If two people get into a into a conflict and they find that that's the only way... Like, they've tried all legal recourse... No, then... this is insanity. <laughs> this is insane. This is... We are now living in Zohar. <laughs> I'm just saying that we've tried... Are you, trying to, are you trying to make my world so insane that I see Zohan as a realistic... <laughs> We're not... I'm not saying... You know, I'm not saying that it's... Re obviously, it's not realistic, but the fact is that it doesn't... 
it play it plays on stereotypes. It plays on stereotypes and not in a clever way. I don't it think just it plays in a clever way. I know I I never said that I think it plays on it in a clever way. Yeah. I just think it doesn't have the chip on its shoulder that I think um I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry has. No. No, I get what you mean. I but I, I still don't think the... that it's I still don't think it's good in terms of um I don't think it's politically good, but I will say that it is funnier. And that's where I stand on this. I just think it doesn't have the chip on its shoulder. It doesn't. I don't think it's going out there and saying, "Look at what good we're doing for the world." While also, I feel like it's it's at the end of the day, it's very on its face about what it is. Yeah, which I prefer. I mean, yeah, no, I I prefer it too, buddy. I prefer it, but still not good. I prefer eating a bagel that's only half smeared with shit than one that's full of a full of a whole shit, but it's still not a uh, lox and cheese, you know? Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. So am I allowed to like this movie? You can like it, buddy. I'm not telling you what you can and can't do. I'm just saying for me. You said that in such a fucking like passive aggressive. <laughs> you can like it, buddy. You can like it, buddy. You can like you it. You can like it, buddy. You can like it. I don't like it. I, I mean, I find it funny, but certain things I don't find funny. Just because I think it, it's that whole, it's like, oh, we can't really do anything about it. Therefore, what we, the things, the jokes that we're making aren't political. Therefore, they're fine. But they are deeply political. You know? <laughs> just like, I know it's dealing with like real stuff. I just don't find it political in any way. Yeah, but it's soft political. It 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 re it reinforces views that are already held. It doesn't challenge them in any way. You know, it just rides on the back of a wave of Islamophobia. I mean, in a way, yeah, no, that I get, and then I and it comes back to that this film wouldn't be made today. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Mm. I don't think this film should be made today. No. I don't think, really, this film should have been made. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you're glad it had been. Well, I'm glad I laughed. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I am glad that I laughed. So even though it was only 3.5 times, I'm glad that we had a film that... You know, I did like, enjoy. I'm glad, like th this film was watchable. It was as many of like it's it's much more watchable than something like Strange Wilderness or, and even with like it's insane like overplot. Like we've not even mentioned that like white supremacists. Come oh my in god, Dave Matthews! But Dave Matthews <laughs> in his first uh, Happy Madison appearance, not, not to be his, his last. last. Um, yeah, Dave Matthews pops up as a white supremacist halfway through the film. I did and like becomes. That becomes an antagonist is he not the the grand antagonist because he's gonna blow up the no, block and some puppies no because he's hired by <laughs> he's hired by the property developer so the property developer is the true bad person property because... developer had nothing to do with them puppies though well no but i mean the property the greatest all the all evil... is the one who wants to kill the puppies. no i don't give a shit about puppies all the evil comes from the property developer because he sets we just lost half our audience. i don't give a shit he sets the he sets the arab side against the israeli side because of the whole rent thing and doing false flag tactics whoa and then he sets the white supremacist on them so therefore the the property developer is creating all of these race riots to detract to distract them from the fact that the property developer just wants to get rid of their land 
and build something new upon it. You know? Sorry, I want to apologize because I said this was Dave Matthews' first appearance and I have you asked me. Oh, it's not, is it? In, apparently he's in I Now Pronounce You Chuck Larry. <laughs> Whoa. Which I have no memory of. Uh, he's probably... Plays a homosexual salesman. Brilliant. When? He'll also pop in. <laughs> I don't know. It just says homosexual salesman. Oh, uh, that could be He'll anyone. also pop up in uh, Just Go With It. Mm. I'm excited for that. I thought he was good. I thought he was good in this. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Just realize this spelled comeuppance very wrong. I feel like I sound like a, a hypocrite now, where I'm just like, oh, all those jokes were pretty easy to make. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. What, the jokes about the white supremacist? Yeah. Yeah, it's all the same thing, buddy. It's all the same I think thing. I, I think I did laugh, though, at when. <laughs> What was it that, like, um, the land developer gets compared to Mel Gibson by the white supremacist? Oh, and yeah. One of, his, one of like, the land developers. You get developers. it. You get it. Like Mel Gibson. That's it. And then one of the land developers, Lackey's like, Mel Gibson, good company to be. Is that the <laughs> that one played by me... Chris Farley's brother? I don't know. One of them, I was like, he looks very familiar. And it was it, it, the one who said the thing about the. Um, Hummus being a tasty diarrhea yeah, yeah, like substance. That That's, yeah, Chris Farley, baby brother. I yeah, I I do know what you're saying on this film, and I get it. And you know, maybe it is just that I saw this film when I was 18. And, yeah, which isn't an excuse, you know. I get, I get you. <laughs> I'm not like, trying to lay into. Really, I'm not trying to I can't, lay into. Like, I can't. You are a bit. No. Um, I'm laying into this film and you happen to be defending the film. It's a different I think thing. It's just, and the more I'm just defending it is just that I don't think, and I'm just reiterating what I said before, but I just don't think it's as bad as as the crimes committed by, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, in which I think it makes those jokes about uh, stereotypes and then is like, yeah, but actually that's bad to do, isn't it? I never think this film is like I don't think this film is I think this film is unapologetic. Yeah, I get I guess the difference is that I've just thought about with um another difference. I know I've said that like fifteen times now. But like in I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, when they make a joke, like a homophobic joke, the the people who are the targets of the joke don't joke back. They kind of are you know they're kind of offended you know whereas in this film it's I mean, there's I kind of they, like a they, back they are, and they're, forth. they're part they're part of the joke in in that in that movie they're like you know the nick swartzen character in that movie is part of the homophobic humor in that movie and he is a gay character within that film yeah so he does he's he's not offended he he is he is the he joke. is the joke i mean i feel like this film does that as well but... No, I think that this film does that as well, but I just don't think at the end it's like... I, I just think that it doesn't have the apology at the end. Oh, no, it actually... I've thought about it. It does something worse. It does something worse, which is... Um, it goes, forget about the Israeli-Palestinian... the Israeli-Arab conflict, because everyone is equal in America. And it suddenly becomes bad. a huge advert for like America being this <laughs> wonderful place. 
Or does it become an advert like that everyone is equal in America, but just equally on a shit level? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> no, I don't know. No, because it kind of it makes the point of like, oh, all your dreams can come true. You can open a shoe shop or a no, I think that is that, that is the joke in itself, isn't it? Is it yeah. that the joke is like, yeah, everything's better in America, except it's not, because everyone has these sort of shitty jobs working for like the white man i think that is a joke within the film yeah i hope so but like their grand dream is that they open a mall that is owned by the insurance company yeah (laughs) like i do think that is a a knowing like middle finger to america at the end of this film i'd hope so but i you know i wouldn't I wouldn't give Adam Sandler that much credit. Maybe it's my own prejudice that I just don't think Adam Sandler can make can can make I mean, any at least form of Giuliani statement. isn't referenced in this movie. Uh, no, but they do talk about Bush a bit. Talk about yeah, Bush being good. but they talk about like having sex with Bush's wife. Yeah, and then Hillary, and then Obama's, and then Michelle Obama, and then yeah, and then Chelsea. They do was... make a good John McCain joke. I will. I didn't laugh at it, but I will say it because they went, oh, we should fuck John McCain's wife because it's not like she's getting any. Yeah. I thought that was good for the time. <laughs> and it's nice. Topical. It is, top- it is topical for 2008. <laughs> not anymore because he's fucking dead. Although maybe it's more topical now. Who can say? Don't edit that. There's a lot to edit in this episode. No, don't make this like vanilla shit. I do stand by, I think duels should be allowed. But anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever you get up to in your own time definitely not definitely <laughs> not true Josh whatever you get up to in your own time is not uh, like that excuses so many things yeah that should not happen right, okay um well, uh, yeah alright just leave it leave it at me saying I think dueling should exist <laughs> ignore the ignore the bit about whatever in your own time because I just mean if you've if you've got a contract and you're both up for it, then you know, fire away. That's what I'm saying. Fire away. Yeah. So it's, it's a joke. It's a joke about dueling. I just guess I don't think anyone should shoot each other. Or um, it doesn't have to be shooting. Anyway. I just you know I'm just not into violence in general. I'm into cartoon violence. Yeah, I guess maybe if I saw a duel, if I saw a duel, I'd change my mind. But for now, in my head, I'm like, you know what, it's fine. Shall I cut out you being like Italian American stereotypes? Right? No, (laughs) you can leave that that bit. This is going to be an interesting. (laughs) I'm excited to see what comes out. I might just not remember. I think that we might just end the podcast. No, we've got to keep going. All right. I hate that this podcast has done this to us. <laughs> that it's just looking at a piece of trash and going, it could be worse. You know? <laughs> like, oh, we're lucky. We're lucky this is a 2.5 star film. Three stars from some of us. Jesus. You know? Christ. What are we going to just... be like at the end? Just gibbering wrecks. We haven't mentioned two cameos. Oh, go on. What? Macro. No, we've mentioned McEnroe. Oh. Uh, we haven't mentioned uh, George Takei and oh. Bruce Valanche. God. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's why I had to change the spelling of the word comeuppance in my notes, which I misspelled. I was just like, so Dave Matthews 
the racist <laughs> potential mass murderer. His comeuppance is that he gets blasted into a party of LGBT people and has to has to stay there. Sit there. <laughs> has to sit there. That's that's his that's that's the bad thing that happens to the Nazi. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, is that not a comment on society? <laughs> it could be. It could be a comment I don't even know anymore. Uh. It's, it's a very strange moment where it's just like, why is it George Takei? And why is it Bruce Valanche? Yeah. I don't know. So I've, It was the only out gay people they could find at the time. The only ones who were willing to do it. Oh, I forgot another okay. laugh I had. Adam Sandler drinking no Adam Sandler drinking conditioner and then spitting it onto a woman's hair. <laughs> I liked that. Oh, that was too. very good. I liked him washing the woman's hair with the fire hydrant as well. Yeah, also good. I did think like a lot of the montages though were very dull. Because it was the sort of same joke over and over it's again. It's just him dancing and then rubbing his dick on people. Yeah. Or rubbing his bush, probably. He has a big bush. He has a big bush. Wait, Bush was president. Is it a, th- but, is it a comment? Is this the Da, Vin- the, the, the da Vinci Code? But this was the year he was voted out. Well, I only released that year. Filmed the year before. Well, he wasn't voted out because he wasn't running. That's true. But, well, he left presidency. Yeah. It's a met... Bush. Did this win any awards? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What did it win, Jack? Yeah, it won some awards, Josh. A constant winner of the BMI Film and TV Awards. For Rupert Gregson Williams. Um, It it was nominated for an award Mm. at... I think this. Is, I think it's an Italian award. Right. Okay. At the the Gran Premio Internazionale <laughs> del Doppiaggio. Are you auditioning for my mafia film? <laughs> is that what you're doing? The right Gran <laughs> Premio Internazionale del Doppiaggio. Oh, okay. That sounds prestigious. It was nominated for best comedy. Yeah. There were only. F- Three nominees and one winner, so three altogether. Yeah. Oh right, okay. So, so you have you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. Yes, man. <laughs> okay. And of course, the winner. Welcome to the sticks. <laughs> what the fuck is welcome to the sticks? <laughs> welcome to the sticks. Welcome to the sticks. French film directed by Danny Boone. Oh yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> A French public servant's fr- servant from Provence is banished to the far north. Okay, okay. Oh, it's written, directed, and co-written by Danny Boone and stars Danny Boone. Yeah, Danny Boone, star of Micmacs. Who's Danny Boone? Star of Micmacs. <laughs> oh, I never saw Micmacs. It's good. It looked fun. I, I'm <laughs> this, this, this award, this, this. <laughs> This Grand Premio Internacional del Doppiaggio, it confuses me. Yeah. Milk won Best Picture that year. Oh, 
That's a good film, though. I like Milk a lot. Yeah. It's better than I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Danny Boone oh. shows up. In, a... in the Happy Madison. Yeah. Go on. Murder, Is mystery. He in Murder mystery. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realised that that's the only film that sort of takes place in Europe. Yeah. Wow. This is so exciting. Oh, no, he's in another one. Oh, no, he's not. He's the French voice of of, who? of an animal in The Zookeeper. Oh, he... Uh, uh. Danny Boone. He's in Asterix and Obelix, God Save Britannia. Oh, as Tetadepiaf. <laughs> Your favourite Asterix character. Tetadepiaf. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> any more non-Danny Boone awards? Um, this was also nominated. Uh, this seems to have like been, you know, a hit internationally because this was nominated for a Kids Choice Award, Australia. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess he is from there. Well, why was it nominated in Mount I don't know. Maybe they weren't having a film festival that year. Okay, this is odd. I'm just looking at the Kids' Choice Awards Australia. Yeah. There aren't many. There aren't many nominees. No. <laughs> um, it, he won Fave Movie Star, which it seems he was the only Adam Sandler one Fave Movie Star for this and Bedtime Stories. Okay. And now there is a separate award called Favorite Movie Star, <laughs> which has no winner. So I can only assume that fave movie star and favourite movie star are the same thing. They must be. They just accidentally categorised them. (laughs) So he was up against Zac Efron for 17 again. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson for the Twilight Saga New Moon. Uh, So two under 20s and then Adam Sandler, who's what, 44 at this point. (laughs) It's an interesting category. Yeah. Oh. Also, the winner of the So Hot Right Now Award, Miranda Cosgrove. Fucking hell, right. From iCarly. Yeah. Well, makes sense. <laughs> What's your iCarly name, Jack? iJack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm iJosh. <sighs> Isn't that fun, listeners? If you want to try it at home, <laughs> add i in front of your name. Are you looking forward to the iCarly reunion, Josh? Uh, I never watched iCarly. Oh. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. This was also... If you thought the Kids' Choice Awards Australia was where it ended, you were wrong. Because it was also nominated at the Teen Choice Awards Yay! worldwide. Oh, cool. Which I assume just means America. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, And it was nominated for Choice Summer Movie Comedy. Fair enough. So there are there are four other nominees mm. other than you don't mess with the Zohan. Mm. One stars a man who was in a comedy sequel that came out last week. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and it stars it stars him twice. Norbert. No. <laughs> is it Eddie it Murphy? Stars, yeah, it is Eddie Murphy. See him twice apart from Bowfinger <laughs> and Norbert and Norbert <laughs> and and this movie. Uh, and, uh, is it a professor? Is it a nutty professor? No, 
I do wonder if you know what this movie is. No. Let's assume I don't. Uh, Meet Dave. Meet Dave. <laughs> I great remember title Meet for a movie. Dave. I never saw it. The, the original title for Meet Dave was Starship Dave. Yeah, I feel like... They were like, no, Meet Dave. <laughs> Meet Dave. What is... Oh, yeah, because he's big and then he's also small. He's It's like the numbskulls, isn't it? He's got like little aliens that run around inside of him. Yeah, or like... Um... But, but his, he is the spaceship. I see. He is the spaceship. <laughs> the spaceship Dave. Yeah. God. Or it's like uh, Osmosis Jones, but I really like Osmosis Jones. I enjoy Osmosis Jones. It's fun. Though it deals with Italian-American stereotypes that I'm not too fond of. I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, what else is it up against? Uh, it's up against two animated movies, mm. one of which opened at number one over this film. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Yeah. And one is, uh, it's the other one is a Pixar movie that people like. Um... <laughs> From, from 2008. 2008. Mm. What is the Pixar movie that year? People, I I feel at the time people were like, this is the best one. I don't know if people still feel that way. Are there any hints? It's very beautiful. <laughs> okay. Uh... Um, the director of it isn't cancelled. Oh. Uh... The director of it went on to make a live action movie that lost a lot of money. Well, I know, it's Brad Bird. But... No. A what? It's not Brad Bird. Director who went on to make a live-action movie that lost a lot of money is not Tomorrowland. Oh, okay, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> it made it lost more money than Tomorrowland. I've, uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to kick myself, aren't I? It's uh, Andrew Stanton, director of John Carter, that lost a lot of money. Oh. Is uh, it's Wally? Wally. Fuck yes. Which I feel like at the time people were like, this is the best one, and now I feel like I don't hear them talk about it so much. No one really talks about Wally anymore. That's true. It is a very lovely film. It is it's charming. Very and then charming. The winner of the Choice Summer Movie Comedy Award yep. is a remake of a 60s TV show. Bewitched? No. Oh. Um, uh, Steptoe and Son <laughs> Yes <laughs> um, The remake of a 60s TV show With sort of two big stars The female lead has gone on to win an Oscar The male lead has been Oscar nominated A few times now I think uh, It's not as funny as it could be <laughs> Bewitched No I don't think Will Ferrell has been Oscar nominated. Could have been. Produce- yeah, he has. Producer, surely. Big short. Maybe. Anyway. Um, um, hmm. Is it Jennifer Lawrence? No, Jennifer Lawrence is like a glint in the milkman's eye. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's true. 60 sitcom. Yeah. Six, like, high concept 60 sitcom. Bewitched. Higher concept than that. Oh no! I genuinely no. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm terrible tonight, listeners. The answer is get smart. Get smart, right? Yeah, sorry. Get smart. <laughs> Forgot about. It. Do you think that's a higher concept than the witch? She's a witch. Yeah, but they're both spies, and he's an idiot. 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but she's a witch, and her husband, Daryl, is an idiot. What's his name? Devin. Daryl. Da- oh, Darren. Darryl. What a joy these listeners have. Yeah, it's had a really good time. I bet they're really excited to get to our Danny Boone special. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Um, those are all the awards. <laughs> Um, Do you want to... Oh, except, except I should say mm. that even though it didn't win uh, at the Teen Choice Awards, yeah, unattributed to the film, but still an award winner, Adam Sandler wins Choice Comedian. Ooh, for what? <laughs> just in general? Just, just in general. Wow. Up against uh, other white men, such as Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah. Michael Sarah, yeah, Will Ferrell. Wow, just a load of a load of throws. And Dane Cook. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> Dane Cook didn't win. <laughs> that would have been absolutely abysmal. It would be like the second worst choice here. Mm. Who's the worst? Adam Sandler. No. <laughs> no. Um. Oh, who's your MVP, Jacken? Oh shit, I forgot we did that. Um, <laughs> Smigel. Smigel? Yeah, I think he probably wrote some of the jokes that I liked. Yeah, I can see that. Um, that's a good choice. How about your LVP? you got to give me your MVP. Oh, do I? Right, okay, sorry. Yeah, my MVP... I think he's been my MVP every time he shows up in a film. John McEnroe. It's John McEnroe. No, it's a different John. <laughs> it's Johnny Turturro. Because uh, yeah. you know what, I we haven't talked about Phantom a lot. <laughs> oh, but you know he's just sort of shit. He's just, he's just <laughs> mad. It's fine, but yeah, he again Totoro just yeah. like he runs in. He does a great job. Like he takes everything up. He elevates every bit of material. He does lots of good screaming. He drinks some chicks, and it's all I good. did wonder actually while watching the film if like Totoro was one of the things I had a bigger issue with. Oh, really? In like his portrayal of an Arab. Yeah. Because what is Totoro's heritage? Italian. Yeah. Strange. <laughs> yeah. I guess. This is also the same year he does wildly racist movie Transformers Two: Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Again, I think it. <laughs> this is why I think it comes down to trust, and I trust John Totoro. <laughs> I think he's an all right person, so he can. Do you think maybe I trust Judd, Judd Apatow? Huh? And that's maybe I trust Judd Apatow. Even though he was attached to this project eight years before it hit the screens. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's why I'm sort of like leaning on it. Yeah, it could be. I, just, I trust Apatow. Yeah, see, I don't know. I just don't trust. But you trust Totoro. I do trust Totoro. Even though this is the same year he makes wildly racist movie. <laughs> um, uh, Transformers. Transformers Revenge of the Fall. Yeah. I don't know, man. People are fickle. Is it weird that I think that movie that just stars Cars is more racist than this movie? It's about the same. <laughs> it's about the same in my eyes. Yeah, but, yeah. Do you, could a car have done the speech from Miller's Crossing? I don't think so. Well, only time can. <laughs> One day. I do find it weird that that, those, that film series seems to, like, crib its uh, cast from... <laughs> From uh, Coen Brothers movies. Shit, yeah, that's true. And you got Francis McDormand pops up in them. I think 
Malkovich pops up in one of them. Mm. Your fave? My fucking yeah, my fave. <laughs> hate him. Uh, Michael Bay really loves um, the Cohen casts. Well, everyone knows that the Cohen brother like it's a feeder school for Michael Bay. Like that's it's it's like <laughs> you graduate yeah, from the Cohen's gra- to Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rada, and then Michael Bay is that's the real world, baby. Bay is like waiting till he can work with Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> one day. Actually, no. Well, no. Clooney's gone. He started an independent business, hasn't he? He's just making his own films forever. That's a shame. Yeah. Who's your LVP, Jack? I'm just looking at the, some of the roles John Turturro has had. I forgot that he was like the Pharaoh in Exodus: Gods and Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I trust him with my life. <laughs> maybe maybe Turturro's not a good person. No, he must be. That's again a film where I'm just like, this is very strange that all these white people are these wrong. Yeah, that, that is very weird. Didn't the guy try and start fights? Is he one of those Who? fighty ones? Who? Oh no, I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, I'm confusing Exodus Gods and Kings with uh, what's that other one that I feel has Gerard Butler in it? And Nikolai Costa Waldo. Oh, Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Yeah, I'm mixing them up. <laughs> Obviously, Exodus Gods of Kings is Ridley Scott. <laughs> and not that random guy. Oh. Alex Proyas. You like Alex Proyas. Don't, get, don't lie. I, oh, I do, don't I? But I can't remember why. You love knowing. <laughs> no, it's not knowing. There's something I like that you The Crow. Done. No, I mean, I've seen the... Dark City. No. Oh, no, I'm wrong. I don't like anything he's done. <laughs> Gods of Kings. Actually, no, The Crow's fun, in a way. Uh, who, top, top dollar. Yeah. Who's your LVP, Jack? Oddly enough, <laughs> my LVP... Yeah, go on. ...is um, is the film in general. No. Because it, I feel like it has caused a rift between me and a good friend. Who's that? And it the, sort of made me upset. Did you... What, you talked to the uh, the co-host of Cage Rage about this? No. <laughs> oh, me? No, it Josh hasn't... Josh yeah. made me new. No, it hasn't caused Josh a rift. Josh I choose you. It hasn't caused a rift, buddy. We can, have different, rift. we can have different opinions. I feel like our conversation today got intense and it made me sad. No. No, yeah. I'm still here for you and I still love you. Oh, and I hope I you still you love me. I think less of me. No, I don't think less of you. Oh, then you never thought much of <laughs> I think the world of you, we can have different, like, it ain't that deep. I don't think, you know, I know obviously I've said a load of shit about, like, this film is perpetuating, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, yeah, it does do that. But also, I just, uh, actually, no, I can't say anything that won't undo everything I've said so far. So, so I do. Damn it, that's the trap I wanted yeah, you to no, fall into. I do, <laughs> I do keep believing. I do keep believing everything I said. And, um,. Yeah, I think it's okay, and we can disagree on this, and it's fine. I'll still love you. You say that. Well, listeners, if you think we still love each other, <laughs> please tweet us. Um, I've never felt so down at the end of all. This, <laughs> yeah, this is what it must be like to be you. <laughs> <laughs> it really. Is. Yeah, this is. Yeah, you're feeling what I felt at the end of the Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> This is your this is your episode. Except I enjoyed watching this. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. It's the opposite. Oh, it's not. 
You said this is your the Goldbergs. That's what I mean. It's the opposite. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is your goal. Yeah, like I really didn't enjoy the Goldbergs, and you did. Oh, you know, right? I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's my double negative. Uh, um, there's no rifts. Yeah, so, there's no rifts. No, so, yeah. Listeners, so, yeah, mommy LVP and daddy are fine. Is, is, is this film for causing a rift between? <laughs> Me and my good friend Jeff Pappenheim. There's no rifts. Who, Reports of who a rift have been wildly openly exaggerated. discriminates against Italian. <laughs> no. If you take away one thing from this, it's that I don't openly discriminate against Italian Americans, but I do believe that people should be able to kill each other in duels. And that just because John Turturro is an Italian American, he can play whoever he wants. <laughs> yes. I also agree with that. There's lots of things I've said on this podcast. Do I believe them? Who knows? I believe I'll believe you know what? I'll stick by the things that I think it's good to believe at the time. Do you think John Turturro's portrayal of uh Italian American crime lord Carmine Falcone in the new Batman movie will be respectful? Yes. <laughs> Deeply respectful. <laughs> I hope so. As respectful as when Tom Wilkinson played him. Um, it'll prob. Oh yeah, no, sorry, he's different, isn't he? Uh, yeah, no, that was bad, wasn't it? Maybe who's the other one? Eric Roberts. He kind of does another one. It's not Falcone, but it's a Falcone, but it's a different, potentially Italian American. That's that's weird. Uh, oh, my LVP. Yeah, it's Rob Schneider. I'm not even going to beat about the verse. It's fucking Rob Schneider, isn't it? It's just, it's disgusting. One of my comments was just like the gall of Robert (laughs) Schneider turning up to work every day, knowing that he was going to act alongside real people from the Middle East and he would get into hair and makeup and be (sighs) darkened in order to fit it and then doing an accent. And there, I would love to actually just sit down and talk to the the people from Israel and the people from Palestine about who are in this movie about this movie. Yeah, I'd like to sit down with Ido Mosseri, who plays like Zohan's friend. I liked him. York. I thought he was quite funny and charming. Don't worry, he pops up in another Happy Mouse. Oh, yes, Bucky Larson, born to be oh, a star. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I did you, sorry. It just reminded me of bringing him up. Did you enjoy the scene where they played hacky sack with the cat? Yeah, that was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, good. <sighs> yeah, good. It's probably not a film people should watch. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a thumb and a half down because you know what? There's always John Turturro. And there's always Zohan kicking things, which I find incredibly funny. Yeah, no. Uh, he gotta hope this episode actually gets released. It, yeah, um, it will. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think it will. We'll see. Oh, where can people find um, you on Twitter so they can cancel you? Please don't. <laughs> um, I'm joking. You can find me at P A P S B Y. Rhymes with. Or rhymes with. I hate Italian Americans. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me at JFG in Digital 3D which rhymes with I enjoy stereotypes oh it's indefensible (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking I love you buddy
It's all gonna be okay. Um, no, it's not. And if you... you can find you can find the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Where you listen to podcasts at True Hat Mad on Twitter at True Hat Mad, also on Instagram. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, which I really hope you did, then feel free to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, you can send us an email truehatmad at gmail.com, truehatmad at gmail.com. Please <laughs> be good. And that's it. Uh, so- As always. This fizzy bubblek is horseshit. <laughs> That's very good. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's the only podcast dedicated to the filmography of Adam Sandler's production company. What I'm really not looking forward to is when we change to what I'm choosing. And uh, we have to somehow fit in the <laughs> lyrics. What are you choosing? You don't know yet. But when we change to Ernest, it's truly happily Ernest. <laughs> truly happily, truly happily, truly happily Ernest. <laughs> and then when instead of um you can do it, we can uh we can change it. No, he's like he's always like See that, Vern? Oh, okay. <laughs> you can record that and I'll put it in the song. I think we'll just get we'll just, we'll just get a sound drop for that. No, I no. Yeah.